Hello, everybody. This is Joseph T. Farrell with News and Views on Thursday, December the 14th, 2017. A little over a week to go till Christmas. I tell you, the year has flown by. Um, I'm sure most of you are familiar with the Bitcoin phenomenon. It is now soaring in value. Um, I have been repeatedly asked to talk about cryptocurrencies a bit more on the website. I have done so, uh, both Catherine Fitz and I have done so on her Solari report, quarterly report reviews. I have always been extraordinarily skeptical of the whole cryptocurrency thing uh, for a variety of reasons. I ran into an article uh, this week that was published in Natural News that I want to bring to your attention particularly for all of you out there that think this is a wonderful idea and may have investments in it. I'm not rich enough to have any investments, so I don't have, I don't have that problem. But this is an article, nevertheless, that you need to pay attention to because I think that this is the best uh, and most succinct summary of where cryptocurrencies fit in Catherine Fitz's model that they're rolling out a new global financial system. She calls it the transition from global 2.0 to global 3.0, all right? And part of that model in her thinking is what they're trying to do is push all the liabilities into the public sector, all right? And that includes monetized debt, in other, in other words, fiat money, all right, which is always monetized debt. Now, there's a kind of fiat money that is not monetized debt that no one ever wants to talk about, but they're moving all of the debt into the public sector and sucking all the assets out of the public sector, all right, and trying to privatize it. It's, in other words, a big ripoff. It's a big um, theft operation. So where do cryptocurrencies fit in all that? So I want to read you some paragraphs from this very important article. I've linked it for you, or, or will link it for you in the uh, website and in the YouTube video once it's actually published. So let's look at this. It says, I'm going to assume the readers who make it to this article are well-informed enough that I don't have to go into the history of the global money changers and their desires for a one world currency. With that as a starting point, it's now becoming increasingly evident that Bitcoin may be a creation of the NSA and was rolled out as a normalization experiment to get the public familiar with digital currency. Once this is established, the world's fiat currencies will be obliterated in an engineered debt collapse. There's that global 3.0 system. Then replaced with a government-approved cryptocurrency with tracking of all transactions in digital wallets by the Western world's governments. What evidence supports this notion? First, take a look at a document entitled How to Make a Mint, the, crypto, pardon me, the Cryptography of Anonymous Electronic Cash, unquote. And again, folks, I will link this article 
the article itself contains the links to these papers that it's talking about so that you can look at them yourself. Anyway, to continue, this document released in 1997, yes, 20 years ago, detailed the overall structure and function of Bitcoin cryptocurrency. Who authored the document? Try not to be shocked when you learn that it was authored by mathematical cryptographers at the National Security Agency's Office of Information Security Research and Technology. The NSA, in other words, detailed key elements of Bitcoin long before Bitcoin ever came into existence. Much of the Bitcoin protocol is detailed in this document, including signature authentication techniques, eliminating crypto coin counterfeits through transaction authentication and several features that support anonymity and untraceability of transactions. The document even outlines the heightened risk of money laundering that's easily accomplished with cryptocurrencies. Let me repeat that one in case you missed it. The document even outlines the heightened risk of money laundering that's easily accomplished with cryptocurrencies. It also describes secure hashing to be both one-way and collision-free. Now, why would money laundering be an increased risk with cryptocurrencies? Well, very simply, if you've got the ability to create the software, you've got the ability to create all the back doors. And if you're a rich corporation, you can also go in there and hack this software. So in other words, this is a system, and I've been saying this over and over again, number one, that's not secure. And if it's not secure, number two, your anonymity simply does not exist. In fact, at the push of a button, you can be robbed. Okay, the dangers of this system are so widespread and the utility, please hear me now, the utility of this type of system to the central banking welfare warfare uh, model that we've been operating under would be extraordinary and immense. Okay, this is why I've, I've always been skeptical of these cryptocurrencies. But let me continue with this article because there's something very, very interesting at the end of it um, that I think you need to, to listen to. Quote, on top of the fact that the NSA authored a technical paper on cryptocurrency long before the arrival of Bitcoin, the agency is also the creator of the SHA-256 hash upon which every Bitcoin transaction in the world depends. As the Hacker News explains, quote, the integrity of Bitcoin depends on a hash function called SHA-256, which was designated by the NSA and published by the National Institute for Standards and Technology, unquote. The Hacker News then adds, quote, if you assume that the NSA did something to SHA-256, which no outside researcher has detected, what you get is the ability with credible and detectable action. They would be able to forge transactions. The really scary thing is that somebody finds a way to find collisions in SHA-256 without brute forcing it or using lots of hardware, and then they take control of the network, unquote. 
Cryptography researcher Matthew D. Green of Johns Hopkins University stated, in other words, if the SHA-256 hash, which was created by the NSA, actually has a backdoor method for cracking the encryption, it would mean the NSA could steal anybody's bitcoins whenever it wants, or set up fake transactions that would be illegal for whatever reason and set people up. In other words, this again, folks, I cannot emphasize strongly enough what a danger these things are uh, to our privacy, to our way of life, and what a danger they are in the sense that they give so much power to manipulate currencies to the very few at the top of the central banking pyramid and the top of the intelligence community pyramid. It makes everything else that we've seen in, in financial history pale by comparison. Let me continue. That same article written by Mohit Kumar mysteriously concludes, quote, even today it's too early to come to conclusions about Bitcoin. Possibly it was designed from day one as a tool to help maintain control of the money supplies of the world, unquote. Now at the very end of this article, they lay out a 10-step process uh, of why Bitcoin is part of a bigger plan. And in many respects, this process resembles what Catherine Fitz and I have been talking about, the, the transition from Global 2.0 to Global 3.0. And we have both been trying to sound the alarm about cryptocurrencies and cashless experiments as being part of this attempted transition that they're trying to do in the global financial system. At the end of this article, there's a 10-step uh, summary of this process, and I want to read this to you because I think that in its broad outlines, it's very, very important that you understand this process. In summary, here's one possible plan by the globalists to seize control over the world's money supply, savings, taxation, and financial tra transactions while enslaving humanity, and it all starts with Bitcoin. Number one, roll out the NSA-created Bitcoin, and I would just say roll out cryptocurrency, period, because there are others besides Bitcoin, to get the public excited about a digital currency. Two, quietly prepare a globalist-controlled cryptocurrency to take its place. Let me read that one again. Number two, quietly prepare a globalist-controlled cryptocurrency to take its place. Notice the bubble happening recently. Number three, initiate a massive global scale false flag operation that crashes the global debt markets and sends fiat currencies down in flames. Parenthesis, hoax alien invasion, hoax North Korean EMP attack mass distributed power grid terrorism, and so on and so forth. Close parenthesis. Number four, blame whatever convenient enemy is politically acceptable. Parenthesis, North Korea, the Russians, little green men, or whatever it takes. Close parenthesis. Number five, 
allow the fiat currency debt pyramid to collapse and smolder until the sheeple get desperate. Edom est, Venezuela-style desperation with people eating out of dumpsters. Number six. With great fanfare, announce a government-backed cryptocurrency replacement for all fiat currencies and position world governments as the savior of humanity. Allow the desperate public to trade in their fiat currencies for official cryptocurrencies. Now, for me, at this point, folks, if there is a cashless society like this being attempted to be introduced, I would say the smart and rational thing for people to do would be to band together and create local physical media of exchange, local currencies, and bypass the system altogether. <clears throat> Number seven, outlaw cash. There it is. And criminalize gold and silver ownership by private citizens, all in the name of security, of course. In other words, you can't own anything anymore. You're now reduced to where we started on this journey to freedom a thousand years ago. You're a serf in a big feudal network of corporate contracts. And remember, folks, what feudalism was, was it was a system of private contractual obligation between people. And that's the, the basis on which the corporate structure during, that emerges during the late Middle Ages and the later Renaissance is built upon, okay? Number eight, criminalize all non-official cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, crashing their value virtually overnight and funneling everyone into the one world government cryptocurrency where the NSA or whatever other intelligence agency you want to pick controls the blockchain. This can easily be achieved by blaming the false flag event on some nation or group that is said to have been funded by Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency used by terrorists. And please note, folks, I just recently blogged about the fact that Bitcoin is being used, apparently, by some neo-Nazi groups to launder money and gain more money, all right? So in other words, this scenario is frighteningly uh, possible because some aspects of some of its points have already been done. Number nine, require embedded RFID or biometric identifiers for all transactions in order to authenticate the one world digital cryptocurrency activities. Mark of the beast becomes reality. No one allowed to eat, travel, or earn a wage without being marked. Number 10, once absolute control over the new world digital currency is achieved, weaponize the government-tracked blockchain to track all transactions, investments, and commercial activities. Confiscate a portion of all crypto under the guise of automated taxation. In an emergency, the government can even announce negative interest rates where your holdings automatically decrease each day, unquote. Now, with all this accomplished, globalists can now roll out absolute totalitarian control over every aspect of private lives by enforcing financial blackouts for those individuals who criticize the government. They can put in place automatic deductions for traffic violations, vehicle license plate taxes, internet taxes, and a thousand other oppressive taxes invented by their bureaucracy. 
with automatic deductions run by the government, citizens have no means to halt the endless confiscation of their money by totalitarian bureaucrats and their deep state lackeys. And then the article ends, how do you feel about your Bitcoin now? So yeah, that sums it up. That This is essentially all the concerns I've had about it. It is not a secure system. It may and probably does have backdoors from the intelligence agencies. This little reference to the NSA paper, in my opinion, is pretty solid evidence that this is in fact the case. And finally, it is an enablement of a session, if you will, or a secession of immense power to the banking community, to the globalists, beyond what they've even had today. So folks, it's time to start using cash again, <laughs> I would urge. Uh, avoid that tempting little card in your wallet. And it's also time to start making some long-term plans because I think this article pretty much nails the specific details of how they want to transition from global 2.0 to global 3.0 and the role that these cryptocurrencies play in it. So anyway, that's it for today's news and views. Now, tomorrow I do have a special announcement. Tomorrow we are having a, a members vid chat. Uh, this will be the two o'clock U.S. Central Time European African members time zone vid chat. I am probably going to start early, folks, because I do have company arriving uh, tomorrow afternoon or evening at some point. When my company arrives, once I know that they're here, I will stop the vid chat and archive whatever questions I have not uh, got to until the next vid chat. So tomorrow's vid chat is likely to be shorter than usual, uh, but I will be doing it. I will be taking the questions and comments that people send to me uh, more or less in the order that they have sent them to me. So that's tomorrow. Um, I do want to remind everybody that these news and views are now on uh, playable on your iTunes. I do ask, and, and Daniel asks, that if you enjoy that service, please give us some good reviews. The more reviews we get, the more the show gets spread on iTunes uh, outside the current community. So please give us some good reviews on, on iTunes so that the... Uh, news and views spreads. But anyway, that's it. Now, I'm planning next week probably to have another news and views, but I really don't know. But the holiday period is always kind of a period of upheaval for me. So if the news and views doesn't appear next week, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we will see you on the flip side. Hope to see many of you in bid chat tomorrow. Bye-bye and God bless everybody.